Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. As part of our celebration of the 250th anniversary of the University Church, the Reverend Martha Highsmith joined us to reflect on the rich history of Yale's spiritual home. Pastor Highsmith is the first female pastor in the history of the University Church. In continuing our celebration of the 250th anniversary of the University Church, we're pleased to be joined by Martha Highsmith today. Martha is the Deputy Secretary of the University and also serving as pastor of the University Church during this very special year. Martha, thank you for joining us. You're quite welcome. What is the significance of this 250th anniversary? 250 years is a long time for any church to be in continuous existence, and particularly in a place like Yale where we have seen such an evolution over the past 250 years in the nature of the university, the kinds of students who come, the, t- the way the university serves them, the university's view of its place in the world, the kinds of subjects that are taught, all of that has changed. And it is astonishing that the church has been able to live and adapt in that kind of setting, but still remain faithful to its Christian mission and ministry. I think the significance is that this church has nurtured um, generations of Yale students, faculty, staff, and community members over 250 years, and those people have gone on to significant places in the world, not necessarily in recognized ministry, but in places of service and faithfulness. Um, People have learned um, from each other in the in the course of being in the church, and they've carried that out into the world. So when you look back on an unbroken line of worship and witness that extends back to 1757, it is really astonishing. It's a miracle, I guess I would say. <laughs> no doubt. You know, when you think about all of the history, you know, of 250 years, and you were just talking about sort of the evolution of the church, and if we you bring that into contemporary society. In a time where there is so much emphasis around campus on religious diversity, what do you see as the role, as the focus of the university church today? I think that the students who petitioned for the founding of the church 250 years ago would not be able to recognize what has grown from their their early efforts in having a place of worship. So for for most of its history, the church has been um, in a culture that really focused on pretty much a one-dimensional religious community. And for a long part of its history, that was Christian. We've seen that change dramatically in the last 20 years, 10 years, and even in the last five years. One of the things that I love about the University Church is that we worship in Battelle Chapel. For many people, Battelle Chapel is a synonym for the University Church, but we also are side by side with the Muslim students who break their fasts during Ramadan in Battelle Chapel. The Jewish students and other members of the Jewish community celebrate their High Holy Days there. So it has become a kind of gathering place, not just for the Christian community, but for the religious community on campus. And I think the church, uh, the university church, is part of that religious community. We participate with our brothers and sisters of other faiths in celebrating their holy days. We invite them to join with us on special occasions. And I think as I look at 
the way the university is focusing on preparing students to interact in the global context, having a Christian focus that speaks a word of tolerance and understanding and is intentionally reaching out to brothers and sisters of other faiths is really important. So it's not a Christianity that is isolated and self-centered. It's a Christianity that intentionally um, seeks to broaden the circle of faith and to be enriched by, by those who are in that, in that place. You made a fascinating point uh, in, in that answer, in that when you think of this 250th anniversary, obviously a, a staggering amount of history, but you notice the, the change, the dramatic change you've seen in the last 20 20, 15, 10 years. And I think that level of adaptability certainly speaks very highly of the university church, that it's able to really recognize the surroundings and adapt to it, to embrace these other religions and other schools of thought. There's always a challenge to adapt to the culture and society around you while being faithful to your core values and principles. And there's some things that I think people of faith would agree are not, um, one does not compromise on. But there are other areas where you really do want to be open and flexible uh, to, to new things. One of the things that I notice about the church is that even from its very beginning, the church has been a witness to new approaches to doing things. The students who founded the church in 1757 really asked the university to do something that was completely countercultural because universities did not found churches. That was handled by a group of local clergymen who were in charge of overseeing all ecclesiastical matters in the colony, as it was at that time. And the students really created a great deal of controversy when they petitioned the corporation and fellows about the church. That kind of um, countercultural approach has continued throughout the church's history. Many people remember the days of William Sloan Coffin, who was probably the most outspoken pastor uh, of this church and who really took his faith on the road, uh, was part of the Freedom Riders of the 1960s, was very involved in anti-war protests. And again, that was the church being a faithful witness in the context of its time, responding to the culture around it, but but not being co-opted by that culture. I think we are seeing somewhat of a similar thing today by being more open to the voices of many faiths while still retaining a strong center of Christian worship by reaching out to a, a broadly ecumenical Christian community. For a long time, the church was heavily influenced by a congregational view. The, de- the denominations that... Pre- that For a long time, the church was heavily influenced by the congregational point of view and the denominations that grew out of that because that's, those were the founders of the, of the university and those who preached at the church for many of much of its history. But now the church is pursuing a very ecumenical focus. So it draws on worship traditions and practices from all all Christian denominations. And increasingly we're seeing that as part of the way that students are coming into the church. So it is an intentionally welcoming environment for students of all Christian faiths and perhaps students of no faith who are wishing to explore that. 
Anniversaries are, are clearly a wonderful time for reflection. Have you been able to, to sit back and think, are there any recurring themes that we've seen in the university church over the last 250 years that can really truly characterize the mission? I think this theme of countercultural engagement is perhaps what I would want to highlight. Certainly that was present at the beginning and throughout, um, for example, the late 1800s when the university opened the, the pulpit to preachers of a whole variety of faiths at a time when um, certainly that was present at the beginning, but also in the late 1800s when the university opened the pulpit to a variety of Christian ministers, not just those who were congregational. Um, on into the early 1920s when the university did away with compulsory attendance and moved towards a chaplain, establishing a chaplaincy and a whole new way of, of approaching worship through Bill Coffin's years. The one thing that I think um, is significant about that countercultural engagement through these 250 years is that it has always involved students and not not students who were following the leaders, but students who were the leaders in shaping the church, in carrying out its mission, in being the voice of witness and service for, for Christian faith, both in the university, in the community, and in the world beyond. So that's, that's the theme that I see when I look back. And more importantly, when I look ahead and try to envision what um, my successor, would be saying 250 years from now. Um, I hope that she will be talking about this church as a continuing witness of faith, one that is um, both reaching out to students but being shaped and formed by students who have a vision of what Christian faith um, can be at its best in the world. Well, Pastor Highsmith, I'm proud to say that 250 years from now, when your successors are reflecting on the history of the university church, you will have played a, a key role in the next 250 years, as you are the first female pastor in the history of the university church. Just, it's wonderful, and I have to imagine the significance of that is, is something that has to come to mind every now and then. There is a long line of men who precede me. It's not to say that women have not held key leadership positions in the church. They have. But you're, you're right, I am the first woman to be named as pastor. And I think that is an act on the part of the president and fellows of the Yale Corporation that signals the openness of the church in yet another way to um, changing views in society. Having a woman pastor, having a woman ordained as pastor would be something that my predecessors, particularly in the uh, 18th and 19th centuries, could not even have embraced. So yes, it's, uh, it's, another, it's yet another transition for us. Well, I noticed when you were speaking earlier and you referred to your successor 250 years from now, you used the pronoun she, and, and thanks to you, it, it will be possible. That's exactly right. And it's just, it's wonderful. You know, the world and, and Yale, of course, itself has changed so much in the last 250 years. You just brought up some of the church's early members in the 18th and 19th centuries. What do you think they would say and they would think about the current state of the university church? I, th 
I think they would be amazed at the difference in the worship service. Sermons were much longer back in the old days, and they were probably much more theological and scholarly. We focus on a worship service that helps prepare students and others to go out from the chapel and face the kinds of things that they will face in real life, their real lives. So we're not so much doing the kind of scholarly exegesis that has happened in the past, but more uh, reflect, helping students reflect on the challenges of their own lives and lives of faith. The church draws on liturgy and prayers from a whole variety of Christian traditions, and we have a beautifully varied music program with hymns and anthems that come from very traditional classical sources all the way up to African drumming and music from around the world that we sing all in the same service as a way of showing our unity and solidarity with Christians across the planet. I think that is something that our predecessors could not have imagined, that both the form of the church, the composition of its student body, and its reach would extend so far beyond New Haven and a small circle of one particular kind of worship and faith. I think I also look to those who will come after us, and I hope that they will see this particular time, particularly these last um, two or three years, as a real turning point in the church. I'm, I'm going to I'm not going to be so bold as to say that it, will, it is the next great awakening, but there does seem to be a renewed spirit and interest in, in the church and in the community around the church in seeking out new forms of worship, but also new forms of service and living out one's faithfulness. So I'm hoping that uh, our predecessors would look at those things and say, yes, that's, that's um, what we meant when we founded the church. We wanted to prepare youth students to live lives in their, in their public employment that were faithful um, to Christian principles, lives of service, um, and dedication. It's truly incredible when, when you think about it that although so much has changed, the core mission has stayed the same. It's just it's overwhelming and you think 250 years of history. I think the core mission has stayed the same. The way that mission gets lived out is continually evolving and deepening and broadening as we understand more what our own faith demands of us in the world where we live. Absolutely. Pastor Highsmith, it's been an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time out as we continue to celebrate the 250th anniversary of the Yale University Church. Thank you. I have enjoyed it. Thank you. Pastor Highsmith is the Deputy Secretary of Yale University and is serving as pastor of the University Church during this historic year. For more on the University Church, please visit yale.edu. This was recorded on October 10, 2007.